Hello, everyone. You're listening to Nature's Epion, the world's worst nature's podcast. So today I was going to read you some articles and talk to you about what's going on with me, what I got planned for the future, what's happening with the podcast and all that kind of interesting stuff. So the first thing I want to talk about is this article. We have a pretty interesting article, a new species of dinosaur, the Regaloceratops discovered in Canada. See, now, I love Canada. I'm from Canada. I'm Canadian. I don't know if any of you know that, but Canadian. The cat's out of the bag. Um, Alberta. It's got, like, the Badlands. It's known for finding lots of dinosaur bones. It's really cool. So, I'm glad I moved the podcast and myself to Alberta to be closer to, like, not only the best national parks probably in the world, I don't know, maybe New Zealand probably has some, and so does Australia, and I don't know where else, but um, we also have, like, this really cool connection to, like, the prehistoric nature and, like, a lot of evidence of it remaining. So this, let's see, I'll read you the article. Nicknamed Hellboy, the dinosaur had short horns uh, over the eyes and a long nose horn. The opposite of the features sported by its close relative, the the Triceratops. So he's like a reverse Triceratops. He's got small tiny horns on his head and then a big one on his schnoz there. When fossil experts uh, first clamped eyes on the skull, it was clearly from a strange horned dinosaur. When they noticed how stunted the bony horns were, its nickname Hellboy was assured. The near-complete skull of a 70-million-year-old beast was spotted by Chance 10 years ago, protruding from a cliff that runs alongside the Old Men River south of Calgary in Alberta, Canada. Painstakingly excavated, cleaned up, and measured since then, the fossilized remains have now been identified as a relative of the three-horned triceratops, and the first example of the horned dinosaur to be found in that region of North America. Badass. I love it. I love finding like a new find like that. It's cool. It's good to know. So I don't know if some of you know this, but uh, I got a I got a good friend of mine. His name's Tom. He doesn't believe in dinosaurs. He doesn't believe they're real. He doesn't believe they ever existed. He doesn't believe the bones are real or the fossils are real. I ask him, well, what are they then? He says they're just rocks. I, I don't get any more explanation. I don't get any more answers. I don't get any kind of justification. All I get is that they're just rocks. And that's it. I tried digging deeper in it. I tried figuring out, you know, is this connected to some sort of conspiracy theory? You know, and I can't tell if he's just like fucking with me or not. It seems like he legitimately believes dinosaurs were not real. Granted, most of the bones you see in a museum, they ain't real. They're like replicas of the real one from some other place. But luckily for us, you know, good old Alberta, we got a lot of originals in the museum there. So it makes uh, the experience a lot more fun. And I don't know about you guys, but when I go to the museum, I always look to see if it's like original or like a recreation. And when I see that it's a recreation made from like I don't know like a mold or something 
I totally look at it differently. I'm like, this is fake. Like, this isn't real. This is... And if you were to take, like, all the fake stuff out, the pl- most of these places would be basically empty. It's a strange world we live in. It's like social media, but in real life, it's just all fake. Um, the second article here, it's about a fish. It's about a fish that was able to take control of a YouTuber's Nintendo Switch during a live stream. They made credit card purchases, and they set up a PayPal account, and it even sent an email. I've spoke on the podcast before about fish being able to control, like, robots and stuff. Uh, The future is now. This is the future. Fish can operate vehicles. They can send emails. They can buy things with your credit card. You know, we really need to start uh, making changes for this. I mean... Let's see. I'll just let's see if I can get into this article right now. A YouTuber accidentally documented his beta fish taking control of his Nintendo Switch for hours, changing his username, setting up a PayPal account, and even charging his credit card. The YouTube channel Mute Kimaru, based in Japan, regularly features the fish, which are able to control actions through motion sensors that detect their movements over squares corresponding to different buttons on a Nintendo Switch controller. Although the channel does not disclose why Betafish were chosen to control the games, they have been known to show traits of intelligence, including the ability to suffer from depression. Huh. I guess depression means you're smart. Uh... The gaming fish have beat multiple Pokemon games. That's pretty cool. I wonder if they ran like an all like fish Pokemon team, you know, like they had just like they got the f- super rod out and they just like threw that sucker into the lake and they're just like just a whole team of Magikarp or like Goldeen. They're just going hard. So well, I got sidetracked there uh, by swimming around their tank. Fish featured on the channel. They're named uh, Maurice, Moo, and uh and a fourth fish, Layla, <laughs> that died in September, RIP, um, during a live stream earlier this month of the fish playing Pokemon Violet, the owner stepped away from the screen to take a break, CNN reported. A glitch resulted in the system leaving the game and returning to the home screen. So, how could... I do something like this and make it like more interesting. I feel like I could do something like this with the YouTube channel, like with the Nature's Epi on YouTube channel or something, or like a Twitch account. I should start a Twitch account. I gotta get a beta fish. That's easy enough. I want I, if I got a beta fish, I'd get him a sick tank. But I think they like smaller ones. Like they live in like puddles or something, and like big ones stress them out. I'm not sure. See, this complicates things. Anyway. I would have bamboo growing in that for sure. I'd get like real bamboo. Um, let's see. I would hook it up to like a camera and I would turn the fish into a photographer. And I would get it to take pictures of me at home, like on special occasions, like my birthday. And it'd be like hanging out with my friends on my birthday. And it was just like a bunch of like fish and bowls. And it would just like take a picture of me and it'd be like photo credit bubbles the fish. 
Um, or like I would make it so the fish could take selfies of themselves. And I bet you they'd become like award-winning like photographers or like artists. You remember that like banana art where someone just like duct taped a banana to like a piece of paper and it was like a like a billion dollar piece of art. I feel like my fish could like take a long stringy shit and take like a picture of itself and it'd be like you know the next Picasso. Um what what if the military started using like this like technology to like you know fly drones or something cuz I think one of the big issues with like drones is that they have to be like flown by someone. They're not like automated. So the people that carry out these drone strikes actually get like PTSD and nightmares from just like, you know, flying them into people and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's a difficult job to do. Right. So what if you just started getting fish to do it? You know, you just train them so that like little pebble of food comes out whenever it like gets the targets in sight and you're just like sort of pass the mouse and keyboard over to the fish. And you're like, okay, I'm not going to kill these people. You can do it. And the, could you imagine the fish are just savage? Like they're just like, the most unpredictable like patterns of movement and shit and they're just like they just go in there they're just like the fucking ace of like every air force and it's not even like a fighter jet it's just a drone M- maybe i'm just going on a tangent here for no reason but um yeah i don't know i feel like uh, there, there, there's some there's some sort of I, I gotta capitalize on this uh this uh like you remember remember like asmar or whatever it's called where people like eat food into a microphone like really quietly and, and you listen to them talk and eat and slurp it's disgusting but um i feel like that probably started in like japan or like korea or somewhere and then it came over here like i feel like you know we're behind in the west and i feel like you know these these fish streams they're going to be the next big asmar or whatever it's called and if you know if i get on it first and i start trending it you know that'll that'll get the viewership up that'll get the uh subscribers up we'll be rolling in that money the money not really i, I don't think like i'll ever make money off the podcast or youtube or anything like that it would be nice but I reckon it won't happen and it's probably for the best i feel like you know your hobbies got to stay hobbies then their passion and then as soon as you start making money off it there kind of becomes like this uh dependence and then once there's like a dependence and like a need then you have to do it and when you have to do it it becomes work when you don't have to do it it's always fun because you can just decide not to and then it just stops which this podcast did for a while but it's back again with a brand new plan. Hold on. ASMAR tea. Red Rose tea. Um, let's see. What have I done recently? I went to Abraham Lake. For those that don't know, Abraham Lake is in Alberta. It's kind of... It's not in the national parks. It's just outside. But... It's in like Clearview County, I think it's what it is. It's sort of like Clearview County, just sort of west of Nordeg and uh, near the Saskatchewan crossing in like 
between Banff and Jasper. And Abraham Lake is like probably one of the bigger, more beautiful lakes you will ever get to see in the Rockies. And it's got that cool turquoise greeny color. It's a windy as hell. It's choppy as hell most of the time too. So good luck if you want to like kayak or some crazy shit on it. But um, it's like full size. It's not like, it's not teeny weeny like Moraine and Lake Louise. This one puts it to shame. But anyway, this lake is like well known. It's got, it's famous because when it freezes over in the winter time, a lot of bubbles from decomposing like plant matter and I guess fish, the methane rises up. And as it rises up, when it freezes, these bubbles get trapped in the ice. So you just see like layers and layers of bubbles on top of each other, just frozen, suspended in time. It does look quite beautiful. I've seen many beautiful pictures. You throw that shit in Google right now, you pull that up, you're gonna see some pretty cool pictures. So I thought, you know, me being a terrible podcaster and a terrible photographer, I thought, huh, this would probably be an easy picture to get that will, you know, make me look like I'm a half decent photographer, not by virtue of skill, but by sheer virtue of just having a incredibly beautiful, you know, subject matter. And then, you know, how can you possibly take a bad picture of something beautiful? It's like taking a crappy picture of like, I don't know, like really good sunset or sunrise. So you can't mess that up. You can make them better, but you can't take a bad one. It's like hard to take a bad picture of something beautiful, right? So I decided to go out there, but I didn't really care too much about the, you know, temperature. It was like minus 18 that day. This was probably a terrible idea. It was probably one of the worst ideas I've ever had. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the worst. I've had way worse ideas. But, um... I drove out there. I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll see some wildlife along the way, get some extra wildlife videos, that kind of sort of thing. Just give me a sec here. Let's take a, another ASMIR uh, T-sip. And um, I was like, minus 20. If I just dress for the weather, you know, I always got, like, my snowboard kit on me. I always got, like, you know, some good gloves double layer gloves i got like you know the the thin kind of like black ones with like the thumbs and the fingers to like make your phone work and i got uh you know the, the big mitt gloves the one thing i did get to prepare for this though was like the ice cleats i got ice cleats for it. you need ice cleats i went out there once before without the ice cleats and I thought, ah, oh, I've been ice fishing tons of times. This was a different ball game. This was a different ball game, folks. It, the shoreline kind of has like crashed ice. Just getting out there is kind of a slope. It's slippery as hell. Um, it's unforgiving. It's very smooth, the ice. It's not like textured where you get some grip. You're, you're, you got to earn it getting out on there. So uh, came prepared with the ice cleats. It's going well. Get out walking down through like the tree line get to like the shoreline it's a little cold but i'm thinking i i got this i got this get out there and you get onto the surface of that lake i think the temperature drop maybe like or at least like the wind chill made it feel like it was negative like 50 
I want to I want to say it dropped like 30 degrees colder. It was so freaking cold. So I'm out there. My dumb ass doesn't realize, I guess, like mid-February is like the best time to go see this stuff because I suppose most of the snow has been blown off the lake or maybe people have cleared the surface of it. Hold on. More ASMR. So I'm like, huh, how am I going to see the bubbles under these this layer of snow? Anyway, there was some patches, so I found myself a patch. I look at it, and I think, this doesn't look beautiful at all. This looks terrible. But I, I, I try my best. Take pictures. Just looks like a piece of ice off a sidewalk or something. It was like the worst picture I've ever taken in my life, I think. I tried getting some cool shots of, like, the snow blowing over it. Maybe I have a video of it. I think I might have taken a video. No, I definitely didn't. The video would have been way better. I was so cold I couldn't switch cameras. My hands were like freezing, even with gloves on. And uh, so I stayed out there as long as I could. I moved from like different patch to different patch. And then I was like, okay, I need to get off this ice because... I think I'm going to get like hypothermia. I'm going to die or something like it is so cold. There's other people out there, man. And like, I don't know how the hell they're staying out there for that long. But like for me, I was like, I was so cold. I started running. I was running like the wind blows. You may not believe it, but I can run like the wind blows. But um, I get back to the shoreline and I'm like sucking air. And my dumb ass doesn't realize this is going to burn the fuck out of your lungs sucking in this cold air. <coughs> I'm coughing just thinking about it. So I get back to the shoreline and slowly get into the tree line. And just the difference from like the tree coverage, which isn't much in the winter, from the flat surface of the lake, felt like I entered the Bahamas. It was so much warmer, even though like it was probably like minus 18. Uh, we're talking Celsius here, folks. But uh, it was like minus 18. It felt hot. It was so warm. It felt so good to just be there. Like, so then I just keep walking up the hill back to my car, get in my car, and I'm just like, just get the car, just get the car, just get the car, open the car, get in there, and I just like fall to bits. I'm just like, ah, oh, ah, oh. I turn it on, like heat, like everything up high, like seats on, like let's go, let's go, and I'm just like sitting there, ah, oh. and I think there's like people like watching me like outside of their cars or like the cars beside me, and they're just watching me like just like unravel, <laughs> just like come apart, and it's like, ah. Oh ah take it in and i don't know I, and then like i felt like blood like started rushing to my head it was like it was so cold my body like responded like okay we got to protect the important things protect the brain like send all the blood to the head like fuck the hands fuck the feet like and it was just like this weird like warmth in like my head and i was just like oh man it felt kind of cool but i was it was cold it was so cold so then uh, I ended up driving around for a little bit, trying to find, like, wildlife. But it was so fucking cold. Like, man, the animals weren't out playing that day. They were, like, bunkered down, you know, staying warm that day for sure. So that was that was my last adventure. But I do highly recommend, if you look at the, you throw that shit in the Google Images, Abraham Lake, Alberta, Bubbles. Like, you'll get, you'll get some ridiculous photos, and you'll be like, oh, I want to go see it.
unfortunately if you go on like instagram you also see like just as many posts of people saying this wasn't fucking worth it what the fuck is that people are making a big deal about bubbles they're just fucking bubbles i can see bubbles that i said home on my fucking part you can't see them like they're there but you know what i mean like maybe you can't find a good spot so what else can i talk about here oh i want to start doing uh future expeditions so i call them expeditions they're not really expeditions they're like trips okay they're trips they're little i would you could say it's a vacation but when i hear vacation i'm thinking you go down south all you can eat all inclusive drinks sun beach partying you know so i it's not really a big it's a vacation for me because it's what i enjoy it's what i prefer well i don't know if it's what i prefer but well i like both but if i have a choice that isn't influenced by like anybody else that wants to come with me or go on a trip with me i'm always going to go for like the nature trips and stuff like that but i'm going to start calling them expeditions for fun something like it's an expedition i I think it makes me sound more like an adventurer like am i because i kind of am like i don't know like when do you you fake it till you make it is this what it is like so anyway then it's a 15 hour drive i guess i could fly but i feel like because i have to go through the mountains to get there the journey is a part of the destination so i don't mind the drive and i want to do it but 15 hours means you have to take a day to get there and a day to get back so whatever you have to incorporate those two days off of the vacation time right now i'll kind of have penciled in five days which would mean three days to really enjoy it and i'm thinking that's not gonna be long enough i think i'm gonna have to do like a full seven so where i want to go is it's in british columbia it's uh gulf island national park or gulf islands national park so basically in between victoria and mainland bc there's a bunch of like shaley types of islands uh parts of them are owned privately other parts of them are owned by the canadian government and made into nature reserves or parks so they have like government little docks i think it'd be a, it, it's it'd be kind of like a um like when you're on algonquin what's it called uh dang i can't remember oh no portage that is the word portage you know when you do like the canoeing you go out little island to island it's sort of like that but um with this i think i'd be using like a motorboat or something and i'd want to like go to like every island that's a part of the national parks there and i came across this because i really like stags and like deer and like getting pictures of them and videos of them so like we have tons of elk i still haven't found caribou and i've been trying to find caribou for like a long time now but i've never came across one tons of moose i see tons of mule deer tons of mule deer around where i live and work they're just like out and about like in the cities there's like a city with like a hundred thousand plus population which is probably small for like a lot of people like 
but that's like the third biggest city in Alberta. And like I was tonight, even I was coming back from Walmart and like through the intersection, uh, by the highway, there's just like three mule deer, just like boom, 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 like through the intersection, middle of the city. Well, yeah, it's basically this, it's not the middle of the city, but it's very, very like, you know, lots of cars and traffic and businesses there. So that's one thing I like more about Alberta too, is that there's always like wildlife seems like it's everywhere. Um, but yeah, so like I was saying with the Gulf islands, I, I look on Instagram, I see these things called fallow deer and I'm, it's one of like those stag that aren't in Canada or at the time, at least I thought they weren't in Canada that I was always kind of like envious of seeing pictures. I was like, fuck, I wish I could take pictures of those. They're cool because they're like small deer and they have like the horns like a deer, but then they kind of flatten out like a moose. So it's almost like their, their antlers are hybrid or go between or like a fusion of like a deer and a moose. And I always thought they looked very like magical, like kind of like majestic and like a lot of people like photographers photographers will like take pictures of them and they look really, really, I don't know. They look awesome. Right. Especially with like really good backdrops or backgrounds. So I just decided, I wonder if Canada actually does have fallow deer, if it's like anywhere. So I Googled Canada fallow deer and it turns out one of these islands that are a part of the national park reserve used to be a private hunting grounds or still is. And they once upon a time imported a bunch of fallow deer there and now they're there. There's been, I think there's been cullings there of them though but I think they still exist to some degree. So it'd be really awesome to get pictures of fallow, like, you know, fallow deer in Canada. It's really cool. So other animals that are there are orcas, otters, and seals, which I've never recorded or photo- like took photos of before. So for me, it's like, I don't know, it's like the, it's Mediterranean climate there. It's like the Hawaii of Canada. So it's like, super awesome different experience from what's what you normally find in Canada like okay you're going to find you know stuff on the east coast that's similar to that but not really it's different climate so I thought it would be an awesome sort of expedition trip this you know it's you know kind of just like going from island to island and your little motorboat and you know setting up campsites and whatnot but it's a little bit of a rougher trip because uh, i don't think it really has like water so you got to bring water with you and the facilities are bare like they're not the greatest so it's like a, it's a pretty big rough it type of trip and that would mean electricity would be a problem so charging the batteries for the cameras would probably also require some sort of like backup generator I'd probably need to bring like a wagon with me of some sort. This gets complicated because then your main campsite is probably possibly able to get ransacked. Theft seems higher. I don't normally leave. Actually, I never leave anything valuable in my tent. It's usually just blankets and a mattress. I don't know if I want to leave a backup like charge like what kind of how much charging juice would I need for like a camera battery it's not like a phone 
Um, yeah, so there's some stuff to hash out there. And I don't know if you can rent motorboats for like an entire week for a decent price or not either. I feel like you should be able to. I feel like there should be some decent deals there. Because like, to get the most out of that park, like you would need to have that. I guess most people probably just bring their own. If buying, if it's just as expensive as buying one, I'd be, I'll be pissed. But uh, yeah, so that's the future. Um, I have penciled in the possibility of two additional, two more expeditions I want to do. I'm not sure where. I have no idea where. Uh, my buddy Sean up in the Yukon, we've talked a few times about going to visit him this summer. Maybe that'll be one. Another one that's always kind of been in the back of my mind is doing, uh, Sable Island or Sable Island, uh, on the East coast of Canada where they have like the feral horse populations. But, um, I've sort of lost interest in doing that recently this year because I discovered, Alberta has its own feral horses in the foothills and I don't know I thought Sable or Sable Island however you want to pronounce it was unique in a way but maybe it's not as unique as I thought it was I guess they are kind of like a different thing going on there as opposed to the foothills because I feel like the foothills has like people round up those wild like feral horses and still like give them like you know grooming and stuff or like basic treatments just to kind of help them along like it's like a weird like animal like i don't know like what would you call that it's like i i'm lost for words you know what it is it's like animal like it's like being humane treatment of like wild animals like feral animals it's weird because you don't wrangle up like raccoons and you know, deer and like, but I guess these horses kind of need it because they were bred for so long to be domesticated. So sometimes they run into like health issues that the average bear won't run into. Uh, the last thing I want to really discuss here is there's a possible rebranding of the podcast coming, which you don't normally do and you shouldn't really do because it confuses people. They don't know they're subscribed to you all of a sudden the name changes and they're like, I never subscribed to this on unsubscribe, unfollow, this and that. But um the word Epion, you know, it's kinda like a made up word. It does have urban dictionary definitions, which are kind of interesting, but you know, uh my friends always brought up the point you know we can't our alexa won't register the word they don't it doesn't understand it can't bring up the podcast i know i thought ah, if it gets big enough eventually it will but you know when you tell people what it is they go to like search it they don't even know how to search it they don't know how to look for it you just need like a simple name i think i found one that's really good uh one of my good friends scott one of his family members does a lot of like artwork and commissions for artwork so We've been in talks, you know, we've been in discussions about, you know, maybe perhaps doing like a new logo, maybe doing some new art for the YouTube channel with some banners, some icons, you know, we're going to start getting it looking sharp. I feel like the Instagram page is looking sharper there with links to all the social media. Check it out 
at Epion Explores, E-P-Y-O-N, Explores, you know, all one word. But see, I had to spell Epion for you. That's how you know it's bad. This new name I'm thinking of, I'm keeping it a secret. It's going to be straightforward. Things would be like a single word. Be like, I think it would be like an eight-letter word, but it's really just two four-letter words put together. But it's still an actual real word. And they're simple words, too. I think it's like maybe two syllables, maybe three. Giving you lots of hints, but it really captures, I think, a good portion of what the podcast is about. Where this one is just kind of like nature. Yeah. Oh, I got a bit of a funny story. I'm not sure if I talked about this before, but so on my Instagram, oftentimes I will use that as a way. So there's two ways you can post stories on Instagram. There's ways, there's one way where everybody who subscribed to you or following you can see and even people that aren't can come on and see if your account's open, which mine is. So, you know, then there's a way the post where it's only your close friends can see and basically my close friends are people on my like social media account or people that I know in real life you know so they kind of get to see the other side of me that they're familiar with as well and not that it's much different but you know they're just things that aren't on brand you know it's not nature oriented or like exploring oriented or travel oriented. It's just sort of like personal life stuff, this and that. Maybe the odd quote or music I like right now, but it's not on brand for the uh, Instagram account or the podcast, so it doesn't get posted there. And sometimes I'll experiment with things this that I kind of want to bring onto like the branding of the podcast. So I started like dabbling. I was dabbling into like the paranormal. So I I, I did like a ghost a, a couple ghost stories. Like not that I told ghost stories, but there were like Instagram stories that involved ghosts, like hauntings. And people got mad. People didn't like that I do it. That's like I was trying to trick them. They were like pissed. They were like, "Bro." I think maybe some people thought I was like nuts. They're like <laughs> bro you okay like like what is this lol my like they're supposed to be laughing like it was pretty funny um one person messaged me they're just like i think you got robbed like <laughs> like dude you got robbed that wasn't a ghost are you dumb <laughs> so the the thing was so the first video the first video story i put up there was like oh i woke up with these weird scratches that i like noticed while i was in the shower and i actually did but i think i had those from the day before from my pet cat slink you know my slinky dinky baby i love her and the next video post i uploaded was of all the like drawers and cabinets just being open in my hotel room and then kind of with the caption or I think maybe I spoke over it I can't remember what I did I probably put a caption I feel like most people don't listen to sound on Instagram stories so I try to do both 
and it was like oh i just came out out of the shower and all the drawers and cabinets in my room were opened up so i was trying to make it seem like it was like you know but the door was locked no one could have came in da, 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 da. people were like it was a housekeeper with a key they fucking took your shit da, 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 da. i was like no it was a spooky ghost they're like no it wasn't like stop fucking around you got robbed you dumbass look for what possessions are missing it's like oh nothing's missing no one could no could have robbed you. like no one bought it that was the first time i tried to do like something spooky it wasn't even halloween it wasn't even close i think it was like december maybe even january so yep it turns out the world's worst paranormal investigator as well as the host of the world's worst nature podcast and also i wouldn't say the world's worst photographer definitely not there's some really bad photography out there because everyone anyone can do it but uh you know i wouldn't say good but i wouldn't say bad uh well uh i don't know some would i feel like the collective sum of photographers opinions would be like yeah this is bad um but that basically brings it to a wrap that is today's podcast and look at that i think i did one within two weeks of each other that's a new uh that's a new high and i yeah it's almost 40 minutes long what do you know i wasn't even looking at the timer on that so you got a half decent episode anyways everyone check out the youtube i got a twitter going now which is just basically retweeting nature things and interesting articles so that's kind of cool to follow i feel like it's like running a newspaper but you didn't write anything yourself you're just it's like oh here's here's my newspaper i just copy everybody else's article um yeah so those articles oh, i should probably give a shout out to those articles that i read off earlier so one was from the guardian that was a dinosaur one and then the other one was from insider.com about the fish so you know i'm not plagiarizing their shit giving them the shout outs uh yeah so okay now bye bye then cheers everyone check me out on my socials